Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one! In the end zone is Jerry and Ely! Touchdown, Ole Miss! Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Near side, there's a pitch, it's on the turf! And the Rebels recover it! Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. 1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. Feel for Rodriguez. He'll go coast to coast. One handed stuff with a right hand. Swung on, fly ball, deep field. That ball is long gone, headed toward the scoreboard, hit right below it, and the Rebels take a one to nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. Hello, my friends. The Ole Miss football team is 5-0, number nine in the country after getting a 22-19 win over Kentucky over the weekend. I'm Gary Chuck is here. Yancey's here. Gordon's here. We're all here. Hi, everybody. What's happening, brother? You're doing all right? I am after Saturday. That was a real nice win there. You know, um, I was the first one in the parking garage at 5.45 a.m. that morning. <laughs> Yeah, you had to start at seven, didn't you? We had a little a little local show that I did the, uh, an hour with, and then across the grove to do the network thing. I was out of there at three forty-five, uh, so that part's not bad. And now you guys tell me, and I knew this, we're doing it all again for Auburn at eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. <laughs> can you believe that? Yeah, well, uh, and and we can discuss that a little bit, and that's because. I mean, that's a premier slot now. I mean, it's not the old JP. You're starting at 11.07, and, and here we go. No doubt. Of thing. No doubt. Fox has taken their really premier game to that. They mm-hmm. call it Big Noon. And so ESPN wants that same thing. And so you're getting a, quote, premier team, and one would figure, right, they're thinking Ole Miss is going to be 6-0 and when they go into that game. We'll see what Auburn is, but we want that nationally ranked top 10 team at 11 a.m. No doubt. That's it. I'm not a big fan of 11 o'clock games. I like night games, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. Money's driving the the ship, though. No, TV <laughs> is driving the ship. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and TV means money. That money, right, yeah. that money. Yancey, come on in, buddy. What you got? Man, 5-0, and oh, maybe for the second time in my life, which I was born in 1972, <laughs> so uh, I'm, everything's A-OK with me. One hundred percent. I will say this: uh, Congratulations on coming into your red and blue and striping out the, the the stadium the way you did and showing up and staying. There were a lot of Kentucky fans in Oxford, Mississippi, this weekend. There were. There were a ton of them, and a little chippy out in the Grove too. I mean, it's like we haven't seen you since twenty ten, and you're going to bring that stuff up in here. Uh, but that was a great football game, unbelievable game. Not particularly well played, though. I didn't think, <laughs> but a, but a great game. I th- I thought. I thought both teams could play a lot better and will. I think Ole Miss has got a lot of room for improvement, and that's what's extremely encouraging to me. We're 5-0 and right in the top ten, and I think we're going to get a lot better. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. Hey, listen, coming up, we have Harry Harrison of the Ole Miss Radio Network. He'll do his st- stuff from uh, – 
10 after uh, for about 10 minutes. Uh, then we'll do text messages, and that number is 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. We'll take a look at the injury report. And then Tom Stevenson of SB Nation and Anchor of Gold will join us at 630. We'll talk with him about Vanderbilt and a little bit on this game coming up on Saturday. And then we get the opportunity to look at the C Spire Trophy list again. And we'll tell you uh, who did play and who did what and give you some of the names throughout the 10 football-playing schools in the state of Mississippi. But now, Mr. Ganchi's going to step up to the microphone, brought to you by Outback Steakhouse with his thoughts, the five things from Yancey and our friend Steve Grantham, who currently operates nine Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. Let's Outback eat boldly tonight. Go, Yancey. Yes, uh, my first thought of the day is we've seen the Rebels lose so many of these 50-50 contests in the post-Johnny uh, Vault era, and now they're winning winning these games under the Kiffin era. Why is that one depth? Uh I believe that the depth old Miss has really surfaced this season, which allows them to stay fresh at the end of the game to make these kind of plays. And two, as Jackson Dart said in the post-game uh, press conference, you don't win these games if you truly don't love one another. We just have that bond like no other team I've ever been on. Kudos to the Ole Miss coaching staff for creating that atmosphere and recruiting the type of players to build that bond on and off the field. Two, this game was won at the line of scrimmage. Ole Miss's off- offensive and defensive lines were simply better than Kentucky's. The Rebel defensive line had three sacks and countless QB hurries in the contest. Truth be known, Ole Miss left the Wildcats in the game because they gave up so many explosive plays with their kickoff coverage breakdowns and their inability to finish drives off like the one we saw with a couple minutes left. That should have been a 10-point lead and sealed the deal, but Ole Miss kept them in the game. Three, the Rebels have to start getting the ball into Juckin's hands more than 12 to 15 times a game. He's your best player, and Quinshawn can, sing- can single-handedly tilt the field your way. He's a future Heisman candidate, in my opinion, and one of that caliber needs to touch the ball a minimum of 20 to 25 times a game. If that means getting less carries for the other running backs, so be it. My fourth thought, I thought the pro, the pass pro set was much better in the game. I mentioned freshman offensive tackle Micah Pettis' name in the past as a budding star. Kentucky was his coming out party. And the final point, the Rebels have to make some offensive adjustments in the fourth quarter. In four of their five games, they haven't put up a point. In fact, they've only scored seven total points in the fourth quarter this season. That's it. All right, and those uh, two guys you mentioned, Judkins and Pettis, Freshman of the week again, offensive lineman of the week. We'll come back with Harry Harrison next. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. 
Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know. Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Time to bring in our buddy from the Ole Miss Radio Network, All-American Harry Harrison, who had to like a little bit of what you saw, Harry, uh, over the really entire first five games, but defensive stuff, big ways for Ole Miss on Saturday. Uh, absolutely, that defense carried us, especially that second half, and especially those last three drives. They came to play, didn't they? Without a doubt, Harry, we've got a whole room full. We got Chuck, we got Gordon, we got Yancey, so everybody may fire something off. So get prepared. Here comes Chuck first. <laughs> All right. Hey, Harry, I commented earlier in the show that I, I didn't think it was a particularly well played game, and I, I think I think Ole Miss can get a lot better, and that's so encouraging because you're five and zero and ranked number nine in the country. And you hadn't reached your potential yet. Maybe on defense you have, but but not on certainly not on offense. Chuck, I think you're exactly right. I don't think we've reached our potential on defense. It was too many missed tackles. I mean, when Barry and Brown broke that last long run, a little slip screen out there, we had. I know Tyson Johnson had him around the waist. We had several shots at him and just didn't bring him down. And you know, turn him loose and he's off to the races. So defensively, we got a lot of things we can get better at. Offensively, I'm just concerned about not finishing in the second half. I know Lane Kiffin, you know, talked about that today in his press conference, but that's got to get cleaned up. But you know, once again, it goes back to you got to be able to run the football. And then the quarterback's fifth game of his uh, season here. I mean, he was commenting about he'd never played in front of that many people before, instead of a, such a raucous crowd. So he's been playing out there in the Pac-12 what little time he got to play. They don't bring in many folks, Chug. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things that can get better. So I, I think you're exactly right. I was really, really, really pleased, other than the center snaps with the with the blocking Saturday. Uh, Micah Pettis, SEC line, Offensive Lineman of the Week in his first start as a collegiate player. 
Um, I, I just thought they were outstanding. Well, he graded out very well. Obviously, we, we had trouble with Eli Acker. He was having trouble with the snaps, and he got injured. And then, of course, uh, uh, our, our our normal center, Caleb Warren, came in and did a, a masterful job. Really wasn't probably 75%, 80%, but did a good job. Picked that up, of course. But, Chuck, there was a lot of run blitzes. A lot of times we'd let a guy loose on a run, especially down in red zone or even, you know, put some pressure on Dart at times. There was no sacks in the game. But he threw two or three times off his back foot and completed a couple of those. But you can't count on that every time. Harry Gordon Ford, have you had a chance to look at Vanderbilt? I know they switched quarterbacks. I mean, they played some teams fairly decent. They've got blown by Alabama and uh, also uh, Wake Forest, who are good teams. What do you think about it? I actually saw their offense today on film, Gordon. I hadn't looked at their defense. But uh, on offense, they do they do alternate quarterbacks. Uh, the right uh, kid is, uh, is more of an option-type guy. He will throw it, but uh, – He's going to run it and, and, and run off a play action. They like to use two or three tight ends. They'll have a tight end and an H-back, and they tend to overload one side and try to run that direction. And usually when you're doing that, you're kind of making up for the lack of offensive line work. So uh, we'll see. But they, they've got some receivers with some speed, so they like to run play action and get it out to them. But usually there's only one or two guys in, in the route. So it's not like a, a wide-open offensive series where you're going to see three or four guys in routes, that's not what they do. But they're going to try to play run play action, and they're going to try to run uh, quarterback rights. Going to run the option, whether it be read option, whether it be down the line option. They do that, and uh, he gave us a little trouble last year here. Obviously, the Rebels wound up winning it, but uh, he was a little elusive, and he started the game against Wake Forest and went a while, and then they brought the other guy in, Swan. He threw it a good bit more uh, than Wright did. So we'll, we'll probably get to see both of them. Hopefully we'll get to see both of them because we've got Wright all bottled up there at the beginning of the game. Harry, I tried really hard not to like Malik Heath because he's from Mississippi State, but but uh, I, I'm starting to like him more and more. Saturday I thought he really was a big difference in the game with six catches for 100 yards, and uh, I just I just think he's coming into his own. He is Chuck. I think he's finally get you know he's in, into the playbook. He's he's feeling comfortable in the system. I think and once again, this has all been talked about too. But you know, Dart, neither one of those guys. I mean, uh, he he was not here for spring practice. Uh, Jonathan Mingo was hurt all spring practice. Uh, Robinson from Central Florida was not here for spring practice. So there was just so many of those guys that are that are putting both big numbers at Jackson Dart. You know, didn't start getting on the same page, didn't start communicating until this summer, especially into fall camp. So that's just kind of like it's a whole new group of guys that are getting better every week and they're getting more comfortable with each other. But, yes, Malik Keith is probably the standout right now in that group. I'd have Harry, to agree with Harry, um, a name that's at the top of the tackle list every week, it seems like, is A.J. Finley. Give You know, you played safety as good as anybody's ever played here at Ole Miss. Tell us what, what you see in him that's, that's making him so effective. Well, what, number one, he's a veteran, Chuck. He's been back there for seasons now. and it, You know, when you get a lot of reps and you get a lot of game action, things start slowing down for you. And uh, he's a guy, you know, we're, we're, we're starting six defensive backs. So 
a free safety in my day was kind of a center fielder, and you know, and you made a lot of tackles, but you didn't want your free safety making a lot of tackles in those days because that means they were in the secondary. But he's doing a good job getting up close to the line of scrimmage on a lot of different uh, looks. And uh, but he's just a guy that's probably a three-year starter now, and uh, he gets it. You know, and he's a, a avid tackler. You know, they, they kept talking about a targeting issue when Levis ran after he, when he fumbled there, but. The, the quarterback dropped his head as a running back, and then, you know, it came up and it collided. And, of course, when they spun him over, uh, Sims' uh, uh, keys, excuse me, knocked the ball out of his hand. And that was one of the big stops. Obviously, we had three of them there in the fourth quarter, but that was one of the big stops. But, yeah, I just think A.J. Finley has, has gotten very comfortable back there. He's got good range. Uh, he does well in man-on-man coverages, and uh, but he kind of—he's the guy that directs traffic on the back end, and you got to have that guy. He and Otis Reese are the veterans to get people lined up. And people say, "Well, that's, everybody should know where to line up." Well, that's true if you come out and and receivers don't go in motion, you don't change tight ends, don't you know move, and and, and the, and the offensive line doesn't flip flop. All that's true, but when things start happening and moving. At a quick pace, somebody's got to make sure everybody's on the same page, and AJ's that guy. You know, Harry, I could tell a little difference in the defense from the first half to the second half. Otis was suspended for targeting last game, but when he came back in the second half, I, I thought he gave us a little boost. I, I think so too, Chuck. I'd have to agree with you. Obviously, he had fresh legs. He made that super play down on what was it, fourth and three, and. Uh, uh, the, the back was open, but uh, he 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 watched the quarterback, I, I uh, uh, the running back from Kentucky all the way, uh, Rodriguez, and then he broke on it instead of you know interfering with him, he just went over the top, never even touched him, and knocked the ball down. Big play at the time. So that the last three drives Kentucky had inside our twenty uh, came away with no points. That was the first time we stopped him. Was on a terrific play by Otis Reese. But I thought I think you're exactly right. I thought that. Uh, he made a uh, did a terrific job when he came in there, and he's another one of those veterans in the back. Chuck, a really good tackler, six three guy that plays up close to the line of scrimmage some. So, you know, he sets the edge quite a bit himself. I thought it was pretty obvious, Harry Saturday, that Zach Evans isn't isn't a hundred percent, and uh, but here goes that freshman again, Quinshawn Judkins, and you give him the ball and stand back and watch it, huh? He's a he's a good man that come in second, isn't he? <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. As a backup, I'd say I'd say we got some terrific backups. Bentley's still out with an injury. Don't know how many more games he'll miss, but yeah, it sure is good. If six can't get it done, you bring four in and hand it off to him. SEC freshman of the week, over 100 yards rushing. I think leads the league. I know he leads the league freshman rushers. I'm not sure about overall, but I think he leads the league in yards per carry, which is well over six, and uh, that's pretty impressive. He, he just got some things about him, Chuck. That and I, I, I have not had a chance to meet the kid and. And talk to him, but Lane talked about today. He's just very quiet, unassuming. Uh, you know, does, does not one of those guys that sticks his chest out. Not doesn't have a big ego. He just gets it done and likes the game of football. Harry, it's Gordon Ford. I just wanted to ask you. You're always so gracious doing our show, and I learn a lot when you come on. What do you do for a living? I know you are uh, insurance, and tell us what you do and how to get in touch with you. Yeah, I do that. I'm in the health insurance business, do employee benefits for companies, which includes, you know, dental and vision and life and, and, and health insurance. I've been doing that for about 20 years now. I've uh, really enjoyed it, represent a bunch of different companies, but uh, also do some things for Wilder Fitness, which is 
where my wife works over in uh, in Pontotoc, Wilder Fitness, obviously, and the weight training fitness business, building equipment, and they go going all over the country, and especially all over Mississippi. But I do some things for them also. But uh, you can always get in touch with me through you guys, or you can call me on my cell, which is 601 601- Nine five five eight thousand. Pretty simple. Damn, Harry, I need a loan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not to mention on Saturdays, I got something to take care of there too. Now that's football season, so yeah, I'm pretty busy. Talk to you next week, Harry. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Harry. This portion of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving you since 1929. They go the distance for you. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Can you imagine years of hard work and saving and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? But clients of the Faris Group may not have these worries. Paxton Faris and the Faris Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Faris Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Faris Group, farisgroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Faris Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. The Faris Group, LL- and Securities America companies are separate entities. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Hey, the text message line is full at 662-426-1093, so we'll get into a little bit of that. Plus, we've got some injuries to discuss as well a little bit later on in our game day outlook. Tom Stevenson of SB Nation and Anchor of Gold. Well, we have actually addressed one of them, and I think all of us have the concerns of second-half offense, fourth-quarter offense, and not scoring points. And then the question was basically, what do we think is going on there? Well, I mean... Lane addressed one thing that I hadn't thought about today at his press conference, saying that modern defenses have learned how to rotate their defensive linemen, and most every good college has seven or eight, nine defensive linemen they rotate, but offensive lines don't rotate. And he says he thinks by the fourth quarter, you know, the defensive line's still fresh. The offensive line isn't. And he said, we've got to come up with a way to rotate more offensive linemen and get, get more than five or six ready. 
get eight or nine ready so you, you can keep them fresh. That's tough when you got all the injuries, especially that go along with that position to, to try and pull that off. I mean, they've scored one time in the fourth quarter in five games. So it's a trend. And in order to beat at LSU, at Arkansas, Bama at home, that's got to be reversed. There's no question about it. And, and you, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, are, are they making halftime adjustments to, to match what the opposition's doing? Uh, you know, have they become conservative? What, what's the, they're going to have to locate the issue and get it corrected. Yancey says they're not going to win the games they should win. That's correct. I think that's right. One is not really a question, but but more of a, a realization, according to the listener. And that's the last three times Ole Miss has played Kentucky. The Rebels have won dramatically. DK with the offensive touchdown with, what, like five seconds left? Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was the uh, missed extra point that they had, and that was enough for, for Ole Miss uh, to win. And then the way the defense did it this past week. You know, and, and the thing is, I mean, Kentucky hasn't been here since 2010. We, you don't, and who knows when you'll see them back in Oxford or when they come back on the schedule again. You don't see them very often, but that's true. Ole Miss, Kentucky, it's turned into a little rivalry, and I think it's because of the way those games have ended. It's kind of like Ole Miss fans, how they feel about Arkansas, right? Just oh, yeah. losing the, <laughs> sure. any yeah. imaginable play. Not quite to that extent. No fourth and 25 stone backwards and all, you know, eight overtime games, but uh, Ole Miss has definitely um, had their share of, of good, I don't know, good luck, but uh, opportunistic uh, finishes against Kentucky. But I'm going to say this. Mark Stoops has done a heck of a job at Kentucky. Yeah. He really has. I thought we had way more athletes than they did Saturday, and yet here they are right at the end with a chance to win. And, uh, you know, they don't have a fertile recruiting state for football. They have to go out of state a lot. And, you know, he's just done a great job, I think. Well, he recruits Florida and Ohio pretty well. And, you know, mm-hmm. he was at Florida State as defensive coordinator before he got that job, and he does a very good job in Florida. I mean, he was, you know, in line for the Florida State job at one time. So, But they, but to me, they weren't that athletic. I mean, they were they were good, but they but I thought we had a definite speed advantage. Without a doubt. <laughs> one other question is, um, and he did catch a couple of passes, but it's about Michael Trigg and where has he been? Why hasn't he been maybe more involved in the Ole Miss offense? I mean, he's spreading the ball around. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, apparently, he's spreading the ball around. And, um, you know, I, I'd like to see more drag patterns across the middle like we used to throw to Yaboa. Um and use him more like they did Kenny Yaboa. But it looks like he's got to build up a trust. He did make two big plays in the game Saturday, though. He did. Uh, but, you know, like one prime example is he catches the ball there on fourth and goal on the four-yard line. He has one DB. He just runs out of bounds. You know, he didn't cut it back in, try to run over him to get in the end zone to seal the game. And, you know, he had, a what, a false start there in the first quarter, you know, down there. I think a lack of concentration throughout the game's all season has really been the reason they don't have that trust to leave him on the field. I mean, he's a first-round talent. We all know that. But you have to be mentally there as as, as well as physically. But who you take reps from? You know, I mean, you you, you got to play Casey Kelly some. You got to play – you got to throw the ball to Robinson and Mingo and Heath. That's and, right. 
uh, Watkins and Wade, and I mean, there's a lot he's, of he's, he's the second best talent on the team uh, offensively of the wideout. Besides maybe Mingo, you could even say maybe he's just as talented. So I don't think it's about who you take plays away. I think it's just like you mentioned, it's a trust factor. Yeah. I noticed a lot in the game when Kelly was in, and obviously the way Ole Miss runs the ball, he is significant in run blocking and yes. things that Ole Miss no does. Doubt. No doubt. I, I noticed 81 a lot on big runs and plays. Yeah. And Triggs not. Was there, where he was there in those critical moments in a blocking situation. Trigg definitely has to get more physical. CCM uh, is where you can check it out. Cannon Cleary McGraw, check out for your 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 land, your condos, your homes, anything in the Oxford Lafayette County area, check them out. They bring the text messages to you. Now it's the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. What do we have there? Well, okay, uh, the good news is J.J. Pegues is back, and he seems to be okay. Played a good bit Saturday. Jalen Robinson is back now. He didn't play a lot, but they're going to work him in more as the season progresses uh zach evans played but he didn't look right he's got a hip pointer and hopefully that'll he'll get some rest this week and and be better at least by auburn um caleb warren played he's got the bruised knee he didn't look 100 percent at all uh, hopefully that'll heal up bentley's out running back bentley's out uh Kentrell bullock hurt his shoulder again and that's been his problem all year He's had he's had so, shoulder issues since nearly the first of August. Finally, was getting back to put him on special teams, and he hurts his shoulder. I don't know about Kari Coleman. His it's an ankle issue. Um, I had talked to to Kari a, a week or ten days ago, and he thought he was going to play against Kentucky, but obviously he didn't. So we'll see. And one other guy that I wanted to mention, I don't know, did you mention Jordan Watkins as a receiver? Yeah. I, did you? Yeah, because I like yeah. the way he's been playing lately. So there's another guy that, yeah. right, you got to get got to get yeah. the football to. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we'll take a peek into things with Vanderbilt, and we've got our C Spire Connolly Trophy watch list as well. It's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw. 
Utah Real Estate. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Still on the way, the C Spire Connerly Trophy weekly winners will give those to you from the 10 college football playing schools in the state of Mississippi. It's announced first on this program. We'll get to that. Plus, look into recruiting. We'll get Chuck's good, bad, and ugly, and all of that happening on the program. But now we're going to welcome in for our game day outlook, Tom Stevenson, SB Nation and anchor of gold. Tom, it's Gary, Chuck, Gordon, Yancey. There will not be a test later, but some questions coming your way. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I think we're okay. We'll, we'll let Chuck start and get get things rolling with you. Hey, man, good to have you. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, Clark Lee and and the culture he's trying to bring there, and if you see some differences. Yeah, we're starting to see some differences now that he's in his second year. I, um, I think that the culture is is getting better. So he signed uh, twenty nine. I want to say twenty nine true freshmen. You're starting to see some of the some of those guys get on the field already. Um, obviously, the big ones, the quarterback, uh, but then we've got you know a few true freshmen playing on defense, wide receiver. Um, I think Clark Lee is really starting to get the guys he wants in, and that's really starting to change the culture at Vanderbilt. Um, and you can already see, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that things look a lot better than they did a year ago. Well, does he does he use the transfer portal much? Uh, uh, what's the NIL situation at Vanderbilt? Give us some some background on those two subjects. So, 
there have he's gotten a few guys out of the transfer portal. Uh, honestly, you're kind of limited what you can do with the portal at Vanderbilt uh, just because of uh, the admissions office. Um, they uh, we've had at least one former basketball coach who was very upset that they wouldn't just let him. Uh, bring in whoever he wanted uh, in terms of transfers. Uh, the NIL program, I think, is it's just gotten off the ground within the past couple of months. Uh, I don't know much about what's going on there. Uh, it doesn't sound like they have much of one. Uh, so that's, that's concerning for the future. But, um, you know, there certainly are uh, people who would probably want to invest uh, in the athletes, considering uh, they're dumping three hundred million into the football stadium, so I, you'd think they could uh, throw some of that to the athletes while they're at it. Uh, AJ Swan, I mean, four-star recruit coming out of Georgia, and they'd started Mike Wright at first. Right now, Swan's listed as the starter for this game, and of course, you have another true freshman, which you mentioned, Jaden McCowan, who's starting. Um, tell us a little bit about. Which guy's going to be quarterback? And I know Swan's more of a passer and Wright's more of a runner. Or do they both play? So, uh, actually, Swan has played all of the last two games. So, against Northern Illinois and Alabama, he was the starter. Uh, Clark Lee made that switch after the Wake Forest game. Uh, actually, really, he made it during the Wake Forest game. Mike Wright got off to a bad start. He went with A.J. Swan in the second half and then – uh, he didn't announce it beforehand, but he was the starter the next week against Northern Illinois. Uh, I would expect to see him. Clark Lee, last week, he kind of hinted that he might try to figure out a different way to get Mike Wright on the field. I think he just doesn't want to waste what might be the best athlete on the team uh, by having him be the backup quarterback. Uh, I don't know if that means he's going to use like a, a – a two quarterback system, or if he's just going to uh, have some gadget plays where Wright is lined up at wide receiver, uh, I would expect to see AJ Swan get most, if not all, of the snaps on Saturday, barring injury. Talk about Vanderbilt's recruiting. Uh, being a longtime recruiting guy myself, I know Barton Simmons. We worked with him for many years. He's over there as the general manager now. Vanderbilt finished number 36 in the country last year in recruiting, uh, having some success this year. Just talk about the new philosophy in recruiting and just Vanderbilt's up in their efforts in that game. Yeah, I think, I mean, probably the biggest difference between Clark Lee and Derek Mason as far as recruiting goes is that um, <clears throat> things are things are a lot more organized under Clark Lee. One thing we saw uh, last year was they lost a couple of, uh, they had a couple of guys decommit in November. Uh, you know, under the pre under previous staff, uh, they probably would have just snapped up whoever they could find at signing day. Uh, Clark Lee, it seemed like they had some guys in reserve. Um, in fact, uh, AJ Swan, who's now the starting quarterback, he was a guy who they were really focused on uh, Zach Pyron last year. Uh, who ended up going to Georgia Tech, and then they took A.J. Swan after that. I think they had flipped him. Uh, he was from, committed to Maryland. Um, so, you know, there are a lot more, there's a lot more energy put into the recruiting trail. There's a lot more organization. 
you know, their plan Bs are a lot better than what uh, what Derek Mason had, where, you know, it would just be like we'd be flipping guys from FCS programs at the last minute. Um, so I think that's one of the big differences. Uh, obviously, with Barton Simmons on staff, he's been very good at identifying some guys uh, before they blow up. Now, of course, sometimes that ends up hurting them. Uh, you know, some guys, they'll they'll identify them early on, and then, uh, you know, Alabama will come in, and we all know what happens when somebody's choosing between Vanderbilt and Alabama. But I think more often than not, they've gotten in early on some guys, and uh, that's really helped. I think uh, the previous staff, they – they had this weird thing where they wanted to wait until guys came to camp to take their commitments. And, you know, with the way the recruiting calendar works in recent years, that was getting to be a real problem because, you know, guys would, guys would be committed elsewhere before they even came to camp. Um, But yeah, overall, I think it's just a lot more organized. Now Clark Lee hasn't really landed like the big name that, you know, the blue chip four-star types yet. I think there might have been a couple in the last class that ended up there. Uh, but it, what, ha- what I noticed with, the, with his first class is that uh, the bottom of the class is a lot better than it's been. Um, you know, they're guys with offers from other Power 5 programs. Uh, you know, just improving that is going to, I think, improve the depth a lot, even if they don't get, uh, you know, the four or five star. Um, you know, I think they'll have a lot more SEC quality players in the coming years, even if they don't turn out a bunch of superstars. Hey, give us a little insight on uh, running back Ray Davis and, and wide receiver Will Shepard. What will we see Saturday? Uh, so Ray Davis has been a real workhorse. Uh, Vandy had so the first four games of the season, their backup running back was hurt. Their third string running back was suspended. Um, they ended up kicking a true freshman off the team. So basically, Ray Davis was getting twenty to twenty-five carries a game because he just had to because there was nobody. There was essentially nobody behind him except for a true freshman who I think they were probably expecting to redshirt. Uh, well, he still played. He's only played in four games, so I guess he still could. Um, but he's a pretty powerful back uh, between the tackles. He does have pretty good speed. Uh, Will Shepard, you know, I, I think. We kind of underrated him going into the season because we hadn't seen what he could do with a quarterback who could get him the ball. And then as soon as A.J. Swan becomes the starter, he's got 10 catches and 171 yards in one game. Um, he's a pretty big guy, 6'3", 200. Uh, he's pretty fast. Uh, you know, I, He's a good outside receiver. Um, Vanderbilt... Vanderbilt's going to throw to him a lot, I can tell you that. Tom, great information on Vanderbilt. We appreciate your time being with us tonight. All right, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Tom Stevenson, SB Nation and anchor of gold. The game day outlook brought to you by Roberts Wilson, PA. They represent the people. The consultation is free. They go to work immediately for you after being hired. They get justice for you, so call them, 662-533-9111. How in the world did I call him Clark? 
<laughs> it was Tom. <laughs> well, because a, you were thinking about Clark. Clark was on your mind. The coach, Clark, what was on my mind? That's, that's okay. That's a, he answered. He, Chase. Went, he went along. He did everything. It was fine. Everything's good. Now it's the prestigious. Season. I blew that one. Oh, you sure no, did. You did blow it more than you know. Uh, the prestigious C Spire Connolly Trophy is awarded to the top college football player in the state at the end of the regular football season. So here on the Rebel Yell Hotline. We give you the standout players that are playing football at the 10 college football playing schools. Let's start, Chuck. You and Ole Miss. Well, who we talked about earlier, senior defensive back uh, A.J. Finley is a player of the week for the Rebels. A.J. had perhaps the best game as a Rebel from bone-jarring force fumble late in the fourth quarter, chasing down Kentucky's freshman sensation, Barion Brown, on what would have been a touchdown Kickoff return uh, to leading his teams in tackles with nine. The Rebels are now 5-0 and and ranked number nine in the country, and a lot of that's because of A.J. Finley. Mississippi State senior defensive back Emmanuel Forbes is our player of the week for the Bulldogs. The six-foot cornerback out of Georgia tied an NCAA record with his fourth career pick six in the Dogs' 42-24 win over number 24, Texas A&M. The Dogs are now 4-1 and one on the season and ranked number 25. From Grenada, not Georgia. <laughs> Boy, that was a big recruiting loss for yeah. Ole Miss. I remember that one. He was, uh, he was a good one. Uh, where I'm from, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles had a bye this past weekend and will take on Troy Saturday. Jackson State had a bye this week. They're 4-0, but the number one ranked FCS team takes on Alabama State next Saturday. Delta State, fifth-year senior quarterback Patrick Shigog again is the player of the week for the Statesman. Batesville native had 346 yards passing with four touchdowns and rushed for another two scores in Delta State's 70-30 win over 70-31 win <laughs> over no, number 13 Valdosta State. The statesmen are now 5-0. and Valdosta State, a powerful program in the day. Um, Mississippi Valley State sophomore Kobe Bates is the player of the week as Jacksonville native had three catches for 118 yards, a touchdown in their 34-7 loss to Florida A&M. Yeah, so you're getting all the bye weeks, so go ahead and do Alcorn and Mississippi College. <laughs> the Braves had a bye this week. Uh, this Saturday, the 3-4 and four Alcorn State Braves will play in-state rival Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi College freshman backup quarterback John Henry White is the player of the week for the Chautauqua. The Meet Louisiana native came in to relieve starting quarterback DeAndre Smith-Moore in the fourth quarter and had 103 rushing yards in the game-winning touchdown with nine seconds left in Mississippi College's thrilling 39-38 win over number five West Georgia. That was a huge win for that program. Millsap sophomore quarterback Brody Davis is the player of the week for the majors. St. Augustine, Florida native, threw for 198, two touchdowns, and had 55 yards on the ground. The majors picked a 30-27 to win over Sawani, and the majors are now 2-2. Two and two. Junior running back. 
Colby Blunt is player of the week for Bellhaven. The Mobile native had 101 rushing yards and a touchdown and chipped in four catches for 55 more yards in Bellhaven's 34-27 win over Methodist to move to 3-1 and one on the season. C Spire has been the presenting title sponsor of this trophy, the C Spire Connolly Trophy, since its inception in 1996. Proud to continue to recognize the outstanding college football student-athletes in Mississippi. The text message line chimes in at 662-426-1093. And says, I need to tell you, Chuck, Clark's and Tom's are both shoe brands. Maybe you were thinking of of shoes. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. Tom's are a little cheap ones, though, aren't they? Hey, how about this looking? uh, I love this C Spire Player of the Week. It really lets me hone in on all the schools in the state of Mississippi. Six of the ten colleges in Mississippi playing football have lost zero or one game this season. Five are ranked in the top 25 in their respective divisions, and three are ranked in the top 10. Uh, you know, we're playing some football here in the state of Mississippi. No doubt. And so getting an opportunity each and every week, as Yancey said, to bring you these 10. And, uh, you know, look, you can say Southern Mississippi has made an improvement under Will Hall down there. I don't think there's any doubt about that, that they're trying to get in that You can see it every week. And I was, when when Chuck was reading, I know you had told me, and I knew Delta State was unbeaten. I yep. didn't know they had dropped 70, 70 on, on number, number 13, Valdosta. And Valdosta State was winning by, by an average of 30.1 points per game going into that contest wow. and got whipped. Hey, and, and let me tell you something about Southern Mississippi. I know for a fact they've got a pretty good NIL program down there. They're going to be able to bring some talent in. Let, let's, before, because we have like a minute or two left to yeah. go. Yeah. That that question you asked about Vanderbilt and the transfers and the NIL, that doesn't sound good for football at all. No, it doesn't. You know, that they don't have. They're just now getting one off the ground, that they yep. really don't have that going, how hard it is to get transfers. They're still making it with basketball and with baseball, making it work well. But already a football team that's struggling in this league, you you don't have well, the NIL. But in ba- in baseball, they have an advantage because they can give full scholarships. That's right, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but anyway, always a good question. Always good to find out. Ole Miss and Vandy, three o'clock on Saturday, and then we get that eleven a.m. game against Auburn. Still to go, we get our red and blue chips recruiting segment. We'll also have the good, bad, and ugly, and some final thoughts on what is uh, the first Monday night show of October. Get ready for uh, what's next. It's coming your way. The Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The Hawkins Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Hawkins Wine and Spirits. Employers, are you paying too much for your group health insurance? If so, call Connie Brazell with Morgan White Group. Connie can show our proprietary premium saver plan, which can save you as much as 18 to 20% on your group health insurance premium. Connie can also show you our employee needs too, offering human resource guidance, payroll solutions, 401k retirement plans, and senior services. Morgan White Group is your largest, solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of Mississippi, servicing all of your health, dental, vision, and life insurance needs. Call Connie today at 662-259-5552. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. Since 1976, Go Orthodontics has been offering friendly, affordable, quality smiles, children, teens, adults, seniors, in places like Oxford, South Tello, South Haven, Corinth, and Collierville. If you need braces or Invisalign, you mention Rebel Yell Hotline, receive $500 off. It's our friends at Go Orthodontics. All right, let's talk some recruiting. Gordon, you go first. All right, basketball-wise, they had two recruits in this weekend that we know of. Jay Nash, a point guard out of Briarcrest, a 2024 uh, player. Cooper Haynes, a 2024 combo guard from Briarcrest as well. That's all they've had in that we know of this week. Yeah, Jay Nash is someone that really had their eyes on Gordon. He's ranked the 105 player in the country there in the 2024 class. 
Kermit continues to stay on fire on the recruiting road. And football, um, really a big week for Ole Miss. We'll start with their big-time commitment. Four-star defensive back Braxton Myers committed to Ole Miss on Thursday. We've been talking about him for a few months now. He was committed to Southern Cal, came over to Juice Fest, and the rumors started then that he was going to make the flip. Well, this past Thursday, he did make the flip. And now he's an old Miss Rebel. The native, the Texas native, excuse me, is the son of former Vicksburg, Mississippi, and Alabama defensive tackle Michael Myers. Man, I remember that so well, don't you? He was good. Stud. Man, he was good. he was good. But I guess the family moved out of Texas, and now they're going to be coming back to Mississippi here from Oxford. Uh, the commitment from Braxton moves the Rebels from number 24 to number 21 in the latest football recruiting rankings by all three sports. But more importantly, they are now number 13 in the rankings per player. They only have 13 commitments. So teams that have 20, 21 commitments, they're naturally going to be ranked higher. But per ranking, Ole Miss is in the top 15. Things continue to move in a positive direction with Lane Kiffin. Um, official visits, Ole Miss hosted a trio of official visits. Four-star offensive tackle DJ Chester, 6'5", 295 prospect out of Georgia. He's already taken visits to Auburn, LSU, came to Oxford this past weekend, and he wraps things up at Ann Arbor at Michigan. He's rated the number 162 overall prospect in the country. Four-star safety Jamal Johnson, the Texas uh, native, is currently committed to Texas but took an unofficial visit to Ole Miss for Juice Day. Uh, as we've been saying in the past, that was a huge day for the Rebels that really turned the tide for several players. And he returned this past weekend. Also be, must be noted, he is very close with recent commitment, Braxton Myers. 2024 Ole Miss commit Neo Avery out of Maryland took his official visit this weekend to the Rebels. This was his fourth trip in as many months. He's rated the 259 overall prospect. Uh, five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada out of California was at the game. His brother's committed to Ole Miss. He's still committed to Miami. I still don't read much on this. The tea leaves still point towards Miami. Four-star big-time uh Running back out of Picayune that Ole Miss has been wanting in the worst way. Dante Dowell that's committed to Oregon. Another 220-pound back was in town for his first time since he committed to Oregon. Uh, this is one to keep an eye on. Things seem to be the Rebels might be getting a little momentum with them. And then we'll finish it out with Marvin Birch, the four-star safety out of St. Louis, who's been leaning for to Ole Miss for quite some time, made his fourth unofficial visit since this summer. So that kind of finishes up the recruiting wrap with the red and blue chips. And now we'll get to the good, the bad, and the ugly, sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports, located at 155 Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville. Well, the good's obvious for the fifth time this year. There's nothing better than a win. It's even better when it's over a top-ten-ranked SEC team like Kentucky. As a result, the Rebels broke into the top ten this week themselves. All that's good. Not good, but awesome was the crowd. Packed house, loud, proud, and in, into it despite an 11 a.m. start time. Congratulations, Rebel Nation. The defense played a really good game overall, holding the Wildcats to 328 yards, forcing two late fumbles deep in Ole Miss territory, plus scoring on a second quarter safety. No complaints there. Good job, D. The offense had a good first half, scoring 17 points as the Rebels uh, led 19-12 at inter- intermission. Redshirt freshman right tackle Micah Pettis earned SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week 
in his first start ever. And Quinshawn Judkins got SEC Freshman of the Week again with the 106-yard rushing effort. Wild retriever Malik Heath also had a good day with six catches for 100 yards, and place kicker Jonathan Cruz added two crucial field goals. The bad, the second-half swoon by the offense was discouraging because we saw in the first half the Rebels had superior athletes and had little trouble moving the ball and scoring two touchdowns and a field goal. As was the case with the Tulsa game the week before, they were their own worst enemy with penalties and simply not finishing drives when they had the chance to put the game away. Also bad was the kickoff coverage. Super freshman Barry and Brown had two big returns on kickoffs for Kentucky. The ugly, well, folks, I'm going to give him a little room, but golly, the center snaps were really bad, and they've got to improve. All right, fellas, we've got another show in the books. We'll take on Vanderbilt Saturday at 3. Good work, my friends. Good job back in the studio, Rhino, for taking care of us. We want to thank Harry Harrison and Tom Stevenson for being on the program today. We'll see what's in store for us next week. You guys have a good one. So long. Howdy toddy.